Bartholomew usually contented himself with praying for a change in the king's heart. But as he was not acquainted with his majesty, King Henry VIII, he was unaware that this request was unlikely to be granted. Bartholomew pushed at the chapel's weather-battered door, and it opened silently. He stepped from the bright September sunshine into the candlelit gloom and stood near the doorway while his eyes adjusted to the dim light. Then he approached the statue of the Virgin, so unadorned yet so powerful in its simplicity, and he was about to kneel on the cold stone floor when something in front of the altar caught his eye. A figure lay on the ground, the body too crooked to be a pilgrim prostrate in prayer. The statue of the Blessed Virgin, wondrously escaped from the Commissioner's destruction, stared down at him as he approached warily and knelt down. It was a woman, a young woman, and to Bartholomew's relief, she stirred and groaned. She was alive. Blood oozed from a gash on her head, and the smooth stone flags beneath her glistened dark red. So much blood for such a small wound. Mistress, what happened? She looked up at him with grey eyes that kept flickering shut, fighting unconsciousness. Bartholomew touched her face gently, pushing back a strand of fair hair that had escaped from her blood-stained white cap and now intruded onto her lips. She was young, comely. Bartholomew leaned towards her to hear what she was saying, suppressing the thought that the girl was pretty, as his training had taught him to do. "'Who are you?' he whispered. "'What is your name?' Agnes, Agnes Moore. What happened here? Who did this to you? He came for me. Satan came for my soul. Her eyes closed as she lost her battle for consciousness. Bartholomew gathered her up into his arms, strong from rowing against the currents of the river. More. He knew the name. All Liverpool knew it. Old Hall, the Moor's house, was nearby. He held the young woman close to him and felt his arms sticky with the blood that was seeping through her russet gown. As Bartholomew strode out into the daylight with his precious burden, two shapes rose slowly and unseen behind the plain stone altar. Feast of St. Michael and All Angels, 29th of September, 1539. Mistress Marjorie Moore adjusted her snowy white cap and prepared to take the bowl of broth upstairs, seething with annoyance. This was servant's work, but she wanted to see the girl, to find out the truth. Agnes had been trouble from the moment she had arrived disappearing for hours on end when there was work to be done. And now this. The girl had lain in bed for over a week, being waited on hand and foot. And the disgrace of her condition, the lost baby. And to think the girl used to be a nun. Mistress Marjorie's Christian charity had been sorely strained over the past nine days. Agnes's disappearances had become a regular thing. 
Marjorie had grown used to them. But when the young monk, no, he was no longer a monk, she must think of him as a ferryman, carried her unconscious, bleeding body into the courtyard for all the servants to see, for the whole town to see, for all Marjorie knew, her thoughts had become distinctly uncharitable. Now the girl lay upstairs in her chamber, and her silence was causing Marjorie further irritation. Marjorie Moore was a woman who liked to know what was going on in her own household. The wound to the girl's head had been bad enough. She had either fallen or been hit, but claimed to have no recollection of it. But the blood that had soaked through Agnes's dress. Marjorie, having lived upon this earth forty-five years, knew the signs. And when the girl had been undressed by Marjorie and her maidservant Griselda, her suspicions had been confirmed. Agnes had miscarried.